Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me? You're in the right place. This is your go to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the shadow work queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Shadow Work. What the fuck? Today's episode is actually a recorded Instagram live that me and beautiful Crystal Angwin did. And what we talked about through this live was all about creating confidence and using that to create your wildly successful life. So you can have the health, wealth, whatever it is, relationships of your dreams that you're really looking for. And what we get into here is understanding our conditioning, understanding our past, understanding our nervous systems and how that is impacting our ability to show up and feel confident. And there is so much goodness in this. There are so many great little segues and stories and takeaways and tips and tools that you can use. So really get into this episode, enjoy this episode. We talk about the Ignite Retreat and so there's just a couple of spots left in that. And if that's something that you are wanting to do, this is the only retreat of this year. And as I said, there's only two spots left. So if you listen to this and you're like, you know what? I really, I'm feeling these guys. I'm feeling that that is the best option for me. I wanna get into these deeper layers. I wanna learn to feel safe in my body and feel confident and go out and create all of the things that I want, then I highly recommend that retreat. And all you have to do is go into my show notes. There is a link there. It's completebycaitlin.com slash ignite. Click on that and then you'll see all the information. You will see how you can apply or you can DM me on Instagram, complete underscore by Caitlin. But apart from that, gorgeous souls, please enjoy this episode. We love talking about all of this stuff. We are so passionate about it. We're so passionate about you creating that life, going after what you want, feeling fucking good about yourself, having supportive relationships, and everything that we have navigated in our life has allowed us to create those things as well. And that's our gift in this world is to be able to show you how to do the same. So let's jump in. What we're going to be talking about today. Hi, Holly. Hi, Alicia. Um, Hi. What we're going to be talking about today is creating confidence. And we want to talk about this because we know just how many women really struggle with confidence and feeling good about themselves and taking up space and asking for what they want and setting boundaries and all of that stuff. So we want to get into what confidence is really about and how you can create it for yourself and in your life because we have both been on such big journeys and as you're jumping on I'd love for you to say hi or send us some love hearts so we know that you're there you're listening we want to uh, feel you we, we want to feel, feel you, you. yeah <laughs> and if you have any questions as we move through please feel free to drop them in and we are happy to answer them so yeah we are how long have you been on this journey crystal fuck uh nine years nine years for self-love journey but like with my relationship with my body like my whole life 
<laughs> yeah. And same here, like about the same time and around, you know, body image, especially for women, we're constantly being told that we have to look a certain way and be a certain size. And we have this sort of belief system that if we step into that, if we actually achieve that, if we actually have that, then then we're going to be feeling confident. We're going to be able to take up space. We're allowed to take up space if we look or act or, you know, whatever a certain way. But what me and Crystal both know is that that is total bullshit. (laughs) That is total bullshit. And we have both been in bodies of different sizes. So Crystal has been in a bigger body and I have been in an even smaller body than I am now. And I was very unhappy even when I was a smaller size and Crystal has been big and then she's been small and at both ends of that spectrum, she was still unhappy. She still didn't feel confident. And this is because it's not about our body. It's not about the way that we look. It's not about how much money we have. It's not about ticking all of those societal boxes that actually creates confidence or happiness or joy or peace or any of those things. It's actually the relationship that we have with ourselves and how safe we feel in our body. And so today we want to talk about that. We want to talk about safety. We want to talk about rewiring your nervous system to feel good in your body, to feel safe, to feel worthy, to feel unfucking stoppable in whatever you want to do because I know back in the day I would want to create you know go after a promotion or go after a new job or start something new and I would just be like oh no I can't do that because I'm not confident enough and I was someone who was like really really shy and I would still say I actually am shy but no one ever fucking believes me anymore And I am, I still experience that, oh, it would be easier to be small. It would be easier not to speak my truth. It would be easier just to like hide behind and not show up on social media, not show up in my business, not show up in my relationships because that actually feels safe because there's no risk there, right? If we keep doing the same thing over and over, that's always kept us safe. We don't feel that risk. We don't feel that pressure building in our body. We don't feel that anxiety. And then we just go back to feeling <sighs> calm and regulated. And that's not how we create confidence, right? We're not born with confidence. I mean, well, kids kind of are. That's that's actually true. <laughs> like, if you see a kid, a lot of the time, they will just say whatever they want, they'll speak their needs, they'll do all of that stuff. But over time, that's really conditioned out of us. It's conditioned out of us because at school, we might get bullied. We might get bullied for not being pretty enough. We might be bullied for our weight. We might be bullied for being a nerd. We might be bullied for being too loud, too obnoxious, too quiet. Like we're constantly being bullied. And I've I've been talking a lot to a lot of different coaches this week and a lot of different people about their school experiences because that actually shapes a lot of who we are as well as our home experiences with our parents and the way that they showed up in our life. And so if you had parents that told you to sit down, shut up, be seen, not heard, like sent you to your room if you're crying or they didn't agree with something that you did, you're constantly receiving these messages that I need to shrink and I need to stop affecting other people and I need to like be small in order to get my needs met. And so when you grow up, you keep running these same patterns. You keep showing up in your life in a way that your childlike self, your little inner child feels safe because she learned that it wasn't safe to be seen. She learned that it wasn't safe to be heard. So. Today, we're going to get into even deeper layers of that and the nervous system and the body, because this is where it all lives, right? 
I am sure that if you're watching this and you're wanting to create confidence and you've been in the personal development space, you have read the books, listened to the podcast, you have been like trying to do the affirmations, you've been trying to do the mindset stuff, the reframes, all of that. And you know that it's possible to change. You've seen people grow. You've seen people, you know, completely just blow you out of the water with how much they've changed. And you're like, why can't I do that? What's actually going on? How come when I'm saying an affirmation, my body's saying bullshit? And that's because there is a disconnect so often between the mind and the body in our society. But the fact is that our body has to be on board in order for us to feel safe. So... Crystal, I know that you have done like so much work around your confidence as well. And I know as a kid and a, and a teenager and even as, as an adult, you really struggled with feeling confident because you didn't really fit into those sort of societal norms with the way that you looked and all of those pieces. So I'd love for you to like, yes, give us not necessarily an overview because we did talk about that the other day on our live, but Talk about that journey to actually realizing what confidence is and how you had to do like the body work to get there rather than just the mind work. Yeah, cool. That's a good question. Um, so yeah, so with my confidence journey, like I remember being younger and just not feeling confident. I remember being super shy. I remember asking, going up to a friend of mine now, but at the time it was, I was at a new school and I just wanted to borrow a red texter and I went up and I was just mumbling under my breath, can I borrow? Cause I didn't feel confident enough to ask. And, um, so it wasn't just like confidence in my body. It was confidence in myself. I just felt like nobody really wanted me around and that like nobody actually really liked me, that I was an inconvenience and mm-hmm. that, um, basically like they were just putting up with me to be nice and kind, like, mm-hmm. you know, so that I wasn't excluded and they weren't bad people for like leaving me out essentially. So I like created all these stories in my mind around myself, my body, and really there was nothing wrong with me. There was nothing wrong with my body. It was like at that time societal norm body. But then it got to the point where like I realized that I just wanted to be confident because I just could never wear a bikini. Like I, I would just go and cover up at the pool. Basically, like every time that I would go to the pool or anything like that, I would just have a panic attack over everyone seeing my body. Um, and when I started the like the self love journey, like it was after my bodybuilding competition, which I spoke about in the live video. But the bodybuilding competition, I wanted to like get to a certain point so I could feel the confidence to then like wear a bikini essentially and not have to worry about what other people think about me and wear whatever the fuck I want and not have to think like everyone's judging me or go to the shops without anxiety because I thought everyone's judging me and my body. And when I realized that it didn't like create the confidence for me. Um, I was like changed nothing about how I felt like I really just deeply just wanted to feel that confidence so I could feel free because I was sick Mm. of like beating myself up every day I was sick of hiding my body. I was sick of hiding myself I was sick of being a shell like stuck in my room binge eating and I just thought that changing my body would give me that that access code of confidence It didn't and so the 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 journey from that point with accessing my confidence it started off like with just owning myself at that weight because when I started doing this this work I after comp prep stacked on all the weight I'd lost plus more becoming like the heaviest I'd been which was like about 55 kilos so like that was just like a big change going from a size six back to a size like 20 I think it was and during this time I was like okay well if I'm going to own my confidence I've got to own it now because if I keep waiting for my confidence like I have been my entire fucking life if I keep waiting for the parts of me that you know I thought were going to come alive because I look a certain way 
it's not happening. It's not coming. So I have to own it now. I have to like claim my confidence now because confidence is not outside of me. It's in me and it's available now at the heaviest I've ever been. I'm going to fucking learn how to do it. So then every step of the way, I started like leaning in basically of like, what Mm -hmm. do I fear? And can I support myself and hold myself in my mind enough to go and lean and do it so i started wearing a bikini at the heaviest i'd ever been i went to the shops with like hair everywhere just bed hair um <laughs> literally in my pajamas and my bed hair as a fear task i'm like just gonna roll out of bed and i'm gonna go and every part of me was like feeling the the, the unsafety but then because i had learned how to hold myself and support myself and love on myself i just owned it rocked it, and i was like fucking free it was the freest i'd ever been I didn't have to wear makeup anymore. I didn't have to do my hair. I could wear my fucking PJs. I could look like trash walking around the shops. I could wear a fucking bikini. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And I started to feel the freedom that I'd all already, like, was seeking my entire life at the heaviest. And then that's when it was just, like, it's always been there. I just had to go in and lean in and own it for myself and learn mm. how to do that for myself. And that started with my mind. And then also learning how to bring that into my body. Because, like you said, I'd look in the mirror and be like... I love myself. Bullshit. Oh, you're you're beautiful just as you are. You're so fucking fat. You need to lose weight. You like you're terrible. Mm. You let yourself go. So I had to learn how to bring that into the body, which is a whole different like journey and practice. But that's kind of like a rough mm. overview of the journey of confidence for me. Yeah, and I really want to talk about because for me, like I had a similar experience where I kept thinking. If I have this, then it equals this. So if I have this life, this body, this relationship, this person tells me how much they love me, um, you know, all of those things. Like if I keep everyone else happy by how they perceive me, then I'm going to feel good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel confident. But what I found is like, even though I would achieve a lot of those things, so it's like I would achieve the graves, I would achieve the the low body fat percentage i would achieve like the perfect diet and everyone was giving me that validation caitlin you're so amazing you're so this and it would just like ricochet off me i wouldn't Mm. feel it Mm -hmm. and that's because i wasn't actually living in alignment with who i wanted to be i wasn't actually expressing myself the way i was and so i was so sensitive to people's opinions of me because my opinion of myself was so shit Mm. And I'm like, well, if mine's so bad, then I need to keep theirs good because that I can't deal with the double pain, really. And the biggest thing that really changed it was finding those tools to, to feel safe. Because even doing a live video like this, I remember. <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot about that. I would sit there and like plan every dot point and be like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I'll have to like psych myself up and be like, you can do it, Caitlin. I'd be like, <laughs> hi, everyone. Welcome to Complete by Caitlin. Today, we are going to talk about oh, fuck, I food. <laughs> like, and it would just be, I'd be so unexpressive. I'd be so like flat mm. because I was so afraid. I was so tied up in the restrictions of, oh my God, what are they thinking right now? Is there enough people who's going to pay attention? Am I getting it right? Am I getting it right? Am I smart enough for this? Am I good enough for this? You know, what are people thinking? What are people thinking? What are people thinking? And that, that thought alone, like what are people thinking is it's normal, right? Because we have to have that thought because we live within a tribe and we, and belonging such an important thing for us. Safety too. Yeah. It's safety. 
But when what are people thinking actually stops us from fully fucking expressing ourselves, from fully saying the thing, from stepping up and out of our comfort zones, then that's when it becomes like this toxic over-analysis, fear of judgment situation. And we can learn to manage that. We can learn to change that. And this is not, you know, getting to the point where you're like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And then just, you know, we, we see people like that. And it's almost like an overexpression of I don't give a fuck. And then they don't, they don't come in communication with people and understand how we do actually affect other people with our words and, and all of that. And so one thing that I've always come back to since starting this journey and being more confident in myself is realizing that, yes, my words and how I am affects people. So where am I acting from? And I think we can really get in that space of like, well, if I'm confident and I'm big, I'm going to like upset people. I'm going to trigger people. They're going to want to pull me down. They're going to feel uncomfortable. They're going to feel blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you're coming from your heart and your truest intention and your truest, most fucking glorious, powered, lit up self, and someone gets affected by that and they get triggered like that wasn't your intention Mm. and that can also be a gift for them yeah yeah like us shining bright is Mm. often often the lighthouse for people who need to need to find their way and when we see people showing up in their wildest unapologetic self it gives us that permission that we can do it too. And it's not because we can sit there and be like, oh, it's because she looks like this and she has the body and she has the money and she has this. Like, <clears throat> we can have so many reasons that she can do that, but not me. And you all know, like, I love shadow work. We talk about shadow work a lot. And some of the biggest shadow work I do with people isn't about owning, like, the dark ugh, things. Like, that's a part of it, but it's usually owning this golden shadow. It's usually looking at the parts of them that have been confident in the past or spoken up and then been shut down and they've gone, my power is unsafe. My expression is unsafe. My needs and asking for them is unsafe because mom, dad, friends, people at school told me, no, you actually can't do that. And and they created this toxic relationship within you. And so you started to internalize this voice of, I can't do that. It makes me a bad person, all that. And so this journey is really starting to like reclaim that power. It's starting to find that energy within you of like, fuck, I am so safe. I am so powerful. I just forgot, right? It's not finding confidence. It's not even creating confidence. It's actually remembering confidence. It's remembering that it was always within you, but you forgot about it. And we do that through things like, putting ourselves in actual stressful situations. And so I don't mean like bad stressful situations, but there are, there is good stress and there is bad stress. And so what we can really see is like people create bad stress by, you know, staying in relationships that don't serve them. They go to work and they hate their job and their boss treats them like shit. They eat, you know, lots of food that actually makes them feel shit in their body and makes them feel a lot of guilt and shame. They're constantly people pleasing. So they're doing everything for everyone else and they're not looking after their health and their mental health and all of that. And so that stress we're creating anyway, but we can intentionally create stress that actually creates confidence and healing for ourselves. And I know a lot of the, a lot of the confidence that I've created has been from putting myself into those situations that scare the shit out of me. Right. Like being in a group, I remember a few years ago 
um, I was in a group setting and I was like so quiet and I'll just like sit at the back of the room and be like, okay, I'm just not going to let anyone hear me. I'm not going to put my hand up. I'm not going to do any of those things. And so I started pushing myself to sit at the front of the room to put my hand up and my heart rate would be like a million beats per minute. And I was just like, Ugh. and I just practice speaking and saying, and even if it didn't come out clearly, cause I would mumble my words just like you did. Like I'd mumble my words, I'd fuck up my sentences. I would always be like, I'm so sorry if that didn't make sense. I was constantly apologizing. Like women, we have to stop fucking apologizing. Like. If it doesn't make sense, who fucking cares? You don't need to apologize for it. And you also don't need to apologize for taking up space. Exactly. Yeah. That's And that's a big thing, right? Putting your hand up and being in a group, it's like, I might have to take up space. I mm. might have to, you know, focus on... I might have to have all the focus on me. And that feels scary. But the more you do it, the more you're actually retraining your nervous system to feel safe in those situations. And that's where we remember that confidence. That's where we go, oh, I did this in this one area. Maybe I could do it here. Maybe I went to the group workshop or I went to a safe environment and I actually put my hand up and spoke. Yeah. Maybe I can set that boundary with my mom. Maybe I can put my hand up at work now and say, hey, I actually think I'd be really good for this pay rise and promotion. Yeah. Maybe I can say, hey, I've actually been working a shitload of overtime and I wanna be, I want to be paid for it. What I deserve. Yeah, yeah, I want to be paid what I deserve. And so we can start to create these little pockets in our life through intentional stress. And one of the ways that we definitely love doing this is things like ice baths, mm -hmm. right? Like ice, ba <laughs> ice baths bring up like so much shit in your body because it's like your brain's like, oh my God, I'm going to die and I have to get out and I have to escape and da 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 da. But you're actually not. And so the more you can sit with an intense experience in your body and learn to like just calm your nervous system, what you'll be able to do is do that in all areas of your life. Um, I know you've had such a big journey with breath work as well, and that's another way that we can start to create intentional stress to show us, fuck, I can actually do that. Like if you do an ice bath and you get out, you'll be like, I am God. <laughs> like, I'm so good, I can't believe I did that. If you actually like, it's all those little things inside of you where you're going, I can't do that. It's, you know, everyone's going to laugh at me. I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to feel like I'm going to die. And the more you keep doing the things that sort of trigger that, that emotion of, oh my God, I'm going to die. And it's not going to, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be good, but you do it for you. What you'll find is you don't care what other people say. 100%. You don't care what other people think. You'll just be like, I did that for me and I feel proud of me. And so now I don't need your validation. Yeah. 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 And so talk a little bit about like the breathwork journey for you and like, I just love what you just said. I was like, yes. Just, like, <laughs> it in. I'm like, oh, great. What did you want to say? I'm just absorbed in what you said. Holy shit. Talk about, like, what was it? No, talk about the breathwork journey and like how putting yourself into that space of like meeting resistance in your body has helped like, o like that's overflowed into your life. That's what I 100%. can really see is that, you know, before breathwork, like you're doing the work and you're showing up, but it wasn't this full like, fucking embodied like fuck yeah I do what yeah. I want I, you know sort of attitude it was like a oh maybe oh I don't know like I'm still yeah. not really standing up for myself but then as you started to move through that breath work and meeting resistance in your body and learning to be with it and move through it and heal it like you have just it's sort of just like you're a little seed and then back then you're like this little sprout and then as you've gone through your breath work journey you've kept like putting soil and watering and all that. Now you're like this beautiful, not even flower, you're like this beautiful fucking tree. 
with like Thanks. deep roots and then like beautiful flowers that just continue to bloom every year. Thank you. That was really beautiful <laughs> to receive. Loving that. Um, yeah, I feel like with the body, uh, like with the breath and bringing it into the body was like the missing link for me. Like I'd done a lot of like inner child work, which was great. And like all of the things to do with mindset work. And then when I brought it into the body, it was like profound to be with the overwhelm of the sensations and to learn the language of the body. That was like mm. the key for me. It was like, oh, okay. It's like another part of my, myself that I didn't even know I could access and learn how to be with and learn how to move the energy and emotions and how to express and ex like a lot of the things that I've experienced in breath work have been so profound and so healing in a lot of ways, a lot of past trauma, a lot of things to do with speech and um, like, yeah, it's just so much that's locked in the body. It's just freaking it's like a lot of a big journey to try and describe. So like, I guess mm -hmm. like, you know, for me, breath work was the missing link to bring everything from the knowledge and the mind and, and somewhat what I could feel and access and lean into and support myself through the emotions. But then the embodiment work and the somatic work and the breath work was what really fucking landed the plane for me. And ever since then, yes, it's been like a, you know, shooting star. Like, it, you know, I did all the groundwork for years and a lot of things did shift and change for me and heaps of like opened up. But it was like, it was just finally all landed into the embodiment essentially, mm. which is like why like confidence and like being in your body and learning how to feel that confidence or learning how to move through discomfort or learning how to feel like maybe not confident or feeling scared of what everybody else thinks of you and learning how to feel safe with that and hold that and then still choose to move through and discover your confidence through that that's where the, mm. the healing is and you know ultimately every single time yeah yeah, yeah and let's talk about like that piece on the body because I, I feel like there's a really, there's a big misconception, especially around trauma in general. And I know that, you know, you've had some big T traumas that you've, you've moved through around sexuality and, and those sorts of pieces, but there's also all of those little things as well. And, you know, we can have what's called little T traumas or complex trauma and just like, you know, the day-to-day -day stress that we're constantly feeling in our nervous system, in our body. And it's like all of these things just start to add up. And in our society, because emotions are so shamed, right? Like, you know, we don't want people to see that we're having a bad day. We don't want people to see that we're unhappy. We don't want people to see when I'm crying or when I'm messy or anything like that. And so we start to have these stress responses throughout our life, which could be in relationship to something really big. And, you know, all of those things are normal, but it starts to set off these these hormonal responses throughout our body, this energetic response throughout our body. And when we don't process that, when we don't know how to process that or move that through our body, it starts to stack and it actually starts to get stored in our body. And one of the things, like I just imagine that every time we experience, you know, any type of stress in our life, it creates like a loop. And if we don't close that loop, so it's like fight or flight is activated. And that's that feeling of like, I've got to, you know, I want to scream at this person or yell at this person, you know, tell them to get away with me. Or I want to run away from this situation because I'm feeling unsafe. Like those two responses will get activated and they're very normal. We're meant to have those responses, but we start to shut them down because as humans, we have this beautiful like prefrontal cortex part of our brain and we can actually hijack our body can hijack us and then our mind can hijack the body. And it's like this weird thing. And and because we're so addicted in this culture to like mind. And it's like, if you have a strong mind, like you've got your shit sorted. But that's actually a lot of the time keeping more trauma 
and more stress like in our body and mm-hmm. keeping us so overloaded all of the time almost like you're gonna pop and explode at any point yeah and like that's you know and we find little things to pop and explode at like what i remember because i you know i was so afraid of feeling anger or feeling anything like that and i had a lot of anger you know hardcore people pleasers angriest motherfuckers in the world oh yeah yeah 100 <laughs> so and then you say you're not angry but then when you access it you're like okay fuck i'm angry <laughs> literally and so it's like i wouldn't feel safe to experience my anger in front of the people I was actually angry at and you know have those conversations because yeah. I was so afraid of the rejection and that abandonment but you cut me off in traffic I'll kill you <laughs> like <laughs> my anger was coming out I remember at university I had to do like a um it was like a behavior change subject mm-hmm. and I chose uh road rage because I could not get in control of my road rage Whoa. and I couldn't understand. And I was like, okay, I've got mm. to do like meditation. I've got to like calm the mind, all of those things. And then I won't feel road rage, but that's not when my road rage healed. <laughs> like it was still there. And it wasn't until I really got into the embodiment piece of accessing all of that stored anger in my body and like even not just the road rage like i've got two dogs and they are a little bit mental they will like bark and carry on like lunatics and i remember when i first got them i would just scream at them i'll be like shut the fuck up get out of my fucking house like i'll like just kick them out put them in the backyard because i was like i can't handle this i can't deal because they would just be that little access point that started to access all of that rage and then i would feel so guilty I'd feel so bad. I would feel like I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be so out of control of my emotions. And then I would start to shut them down again. Mm. And so I had all of these unfinished loops in my body. And some of them would finish this screaming at the dogs or, you know, whatever. But that, it didn't feel in control. Like, even as a teenager, I remember, th- <laughs> I remember I put my fist through a window because my friend pissed me off so much and she was just going and going and going and instead of setting a boundary and getting off that and regulating it was like i need to release this so i put my fist through a window i threw a peanut butter jar at the bloody kitchen window like oh my god my poor parents i punched a hole in my my wall like it would just come out in really unhealthy and toxic ways and so i had to learn to really start to release these unfinished processes in my body. I had to do it in healthy ways so it didn't come out in toxic ways because it's gonna come out one way or another, Mm -hmm. right? We can only eat so much food, drink so much alcohol, procrastinate so much, doom scroll so much before we actually hit that point where it all bubbles over. And you fucking explode, you yell, like you scream, you lose your shit, you maybe don't even, you're not even present, you're not connected to your partner or your family anymore. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. And we see that a lot, right? Like you see that in families all the time. Either it's, you know, the person experiencing their anger or their their parents had it and they're like, I had to cut off my parents. I had to cut off my sister. I had to cut off those people because they were so angry. And it's like, they are not processing their anger. That's why. And it's coming out in those toxic ways. And we will all do that. Like I've, you know, I've worked with a lot of mums and I'm not a mum, so I can't fully comment on this but one of the things i'm constantly told is how they scream at their kids yeah. and they don't want to yeah. but they just get frustrated and they're like i, I don't want to be capacity yeah i'm at capacity i don't know what to do i don't know how to handle this because we're not having those healthy practices and and that feeds into all of those other behaviors that we just talked about because when you're feeling so unsafe in your body, when you're feeling so overwhelmed, then it's like, I'm gonna grab the food, I'm gonna grab all of those things, I'm gonna scream, and then our confidence starts to go down. Yeah. 
because we're like, what's wrong with me? We're depleting our light. Yeah, we're depleting our light. We're, fe- we're feeling so much shame and guilt and like, I'm a bad person. I shouldn't be like this. Why can't I get on top of my behavior? Why can't I change? Why can't I? Why can't I? And then we fall into this cycle of really unhealthy self-shaming. And we believe that we can't have what we want. We believe that we can't have that relationship or create it because what happens if this person gets too close and they actually believe I'm a bad person and they see all of my flaws that I've been trying to hide? You know, what happens? I can't go on social media and create that business because what happens if they find out I don't have it all together because, you know, I'm still using food. I'm still using all of these things because I can't seem to figure out how to put my mind and my action together in a healthy way. Mm. And so... As we descend into the body and we start, and there's nothing wrong with the mind. Like I do want to say the mind is such an important tool. Like I wouldn't, supportive. Yeah, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten, have nah, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten into my body without my mind and reframes and affirmations and all of that stuff because it helped me understand why I didn't feel safe to get in my body. And then as I started that descent, it was like, oh, as Crystal said, like this is the missing piece. And I started to process those loops. I started to close those loops. And I always explain the nervous system and the body and stuff, just like a bottle of water. And if that, you know, that bottle of water is filled every single day from the past, like we have a certain amount of, you know, events that have happened in the past that have created these loops, that have created trauma, that have created stress in the body. And we've filled up our nervous system. We've filled up that bottle of water. And so most of us every day are walking, waking up in the day already pretty filled. And so what you, you'll notice that you're very filled because you'll stomp your toe. Something won't go right in the morning. You know, your partner will, I don't know, drink all the milk and you won't have milk for your morning coffee and you just fucking lose your shit. And that's, or you might not do it verbally, but you're doing it internally and you're like, oh, I'm just so fucking annoyed by this. And so most of us are actually moving through our day with this intense level of stress already trapped in the body. And then we go to try change something. We go to work and we're like, I want that promotion. We try to set the boundary. We try to communicate. We try to get to the gym. And all of these things actually create stress again because they feel unsafe. So naturally they'll create stress. But because we've only got like this much space to move, like a tiny little space to move, we go into that overflow. And that's that's that when you hear people talking about capacity and I'm at capacity and all that, that's yeah. actually what they mean. And when you start to do this work, when you start to empty out that that container when you start to clear the old loops the old traumas the old things that are really being pushed on in the body you're going to have a bigger capacity you're going to be able to receive more you're going to be able to be in better relationship with people and partners and everyone because you're going to feel calm within your body you're going to feel safe you're going to be able to move towards what you're really wanting in your life But when we are at capacity, when we're constantly overflowing, when we are constantly triggered and scared and in fear, it is almost impossible. And that's why it's hard to remember how confident we are because we're not understanding our body's response to it. We're not understanding those emotional responses. And so what we really invite is starting to understand your nervous system, starting to understand your triggers, starting to understand what's been going on for you. Like, simple things simple practices here are understanding okay well what does trigger me right like what actually does trigger me what is filling up my capacity is it constantly saying yes to people is it you know eating too much food is it overworking like what is it and then how can i start to address 
why I'm doing that. So it's like, okay, well, I feel like if I don't overwork, I'm going to lose my job. And it's starting to question those thoughts and starting with that mind and, and understanding that not every thought you have is true. I always come back to feelings and say, you know, feelings are real, but feelings aren't facts. And so just because True. you feel a certain way, just because you feel like everyone's going to judge you, just because you feel like they're going to say no, just because you feel like you're going to fuck it up, doesn't make it true. Yeah, I've got a really cool story for that. Go. Thanks, <laughs> I'd love to share. So when, when I first started realising this was like along uh, my journey, I was wanting to go on a Kentucky tour and I went there by myself solo mm. and um, at the beginning of the journey it was all good with everybody and then towards the middle I started pushing everybody away thinking that people didn't like me and the same MO that I felt in school essentially and the same mm. thing that I felt in life and I felt like not confident hello <laughs> um yeah not confident and then anyway like towards the end of the trip I was talking to a couple of the people that I ha was friends with at the beginning of the trip that I kind of just like isolated myself from and pushed them away started eating by myself mm. <laughs> it was crazy it's like this feels so foreign to me now because I wouldn't do it um but I remember believing that they just didn't like me so then I went over to them to have a conversation I was like all right cool like I'm just gonna lean in because like my mind believes that they don't like me and that this is the truth and you know that I'm reading their energy and they're a bit weird and blah 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 but anyway I went over there and just said like asked them a question said hello and <laughs> they just didn't say anything no they weren't talking to each other they didn't say anything to me they didn't even look at me they didn't even look at each other it was this weird fucking moment where I was like legit they just ignored me and then I was like see they don't like me there's something wrong with me I shouldn't have even bothered why the fuck did I try like um all the things that I could tell myself in that moment and then I got really fucking pissed and I was like did you guys not hear me <laughs> and they were like shock horror turned their head both of them at the same time and was like you got you spoke and I was like what do you mean I I, I spoke like you just didn't hear what I said and they're like we literally both of them were like swear to god they did not hear me speak and i was like in that moment it was like that profound realization of like, i didn't believe that they liked me so i went over there and spoke from a place of like lack of confidence they're going to reject me already so then when i spoke they didn't hear me because i was very quiet and i didn't realize how quiet i was and because i was so quiet they didn't even think i spoke and then after that, I was like, I literally went back through every scenario and realized I took myself out of the, like, the friendship. I put myself in the corner. Mm. I ate by myself because I believed nobody liked me. And the reason why they felt weird is because I was being weird. And I was, like, thinking all these things that weren't true. And so when I flipped on its head, I ended the rest of the Kentucky trip with them as friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just, like, a little bit of a side segue of, like, you know, oh, you can believe something and I believed it and I fucking cried every day because I thought everyone hated me, but it was because I did that to myself and it was a story mm. I'd been running my entire life. And then ever since that moment, I like, I went back to actually, I'll add to it. I went back to another trip. Um, two years later, this was, I was at my heaviest at this point. It was in Africa and I was like, Oh, this is like my first solo trip again. Um, meeting a whole group of strangers 
And I just didn't even have a thought of anything that I believed before. They're not going to like me. They hate me, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even have that entertained. And we all were family. We had a great time. I had the best time of my life with everybody. We still chat today. And, Mm. like, I just was like, holy fuck. I remember the other trip I did where, like, I, like, isolated myself and went into, like, a hole of, like, self-hatred, lack Mm. of confidence, and, every like, what I used to experience every day in high school and every day in my life. So, um... Yeah, I love that you relate here. It's like legacy. It's Kylie. Kylie's <laughs> nice, nice to connect. But yeah, it's like those sorts of things in my life just proved to me that my mind and what I was feeling wasn't the truth. Yeah. I created the story because I believed it to be true. Therefore, then I manifested it in my external reality. And then because of that, I got that mirrored back to me, which then proved to my mind, oh, this is true mm. when it's not. So mm. yeah, it was a powerful reminder of like, confidence was there the whole time I just took myself out of the equation yeah and that is like that's such an amazing story and thank you for bringing that you're welcome um because we do right like we are creating our reality and it's not you know it's like oh you attract what you are and blah 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 and it's like it's not about attraction it's about how you're showing up what are Mm -hmm. you actually creating and then perpetuating as well yeah because it's like if i believe i'm not confident if i believe i can't do it if i believe i'm not powerful and i haven't done any work around that to feel that then i will keep perpetuating patterns and taking actions in alignment with that yeah buying into the stories yeah buying into the stories and then i keep creating proof oh this is true yeah this story is true because i'm getting that feedback i am seeing that in my world i'm seeing that in my reality and therefore what i'm feeling and thinking must be true but there's this this period where we start to get into the body and we start to feel okay I'm, i'm having a little bit more space and i'm starting to move forwards but we still have to go what am I thinking? What am I believing? What, yeah, Kylie, like, what am I projecting out into the world? And then showing up like that. Cause if you believe no one likes you, if you believe that you're shit at business, if you believe that you are ugly, if you believe that you are not good enough, if you believe all of those things and you're not working with them, you're going to keep finding situations that just reaffirm that story. It's actually true in the brain. There's this little bodyguard and it's, what is it called? Fuck, do you remember? Um, Raz? No, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, activation, activating system, yeah. yeah, it's fucking so good, and it's like, it'll scan your life to prove and find evidence of your stories every time, yeah. so if you believe you are not liked or not confident, you'll keep finding reasons to keep backing that same story and keep acting the same way, but if you start to believe there is a part of you that is confident, there is a part of you that is, you know, beautiful and blah, 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 you'll start to see that in your life, and your um, mm. system in your brain will start to find more evidence evidence of that to back it up and build the other side of yourself out because we have both sides we have an ugly side we have a beautiful side we spent too long like believing in the ugly side but we haven't built up the, the beautiful side like the golden shadow you were talking about so it's the same thing like you know whatever you will believe you will find evidence of because you're you're programming yourself and you're reaffirming that again and again and again and again and again and again every single day so you need to break that and then that is in the mind but then bringing that into the body is by feeling the emotions and learning how to move through them yeah i love that and 
it's I was actually interviewing someone last night and she called it disconfirming experiences Mm -hmm. so like disconfirms your belief it disconfirms what you've always thought about yourself and and that's why we talk about leaning into those edges and doing the thing because we want to do the work right we want to do the healing piece because that gives you that feeling in your body that I'm safe and I can I can manage this and I'm okay with this and like I can come home to myself even when I'm feeling like there's a lot of tension and stress in this but a lot of people get just trapped in this healing piece and they're not actually going out and disconfirming their beliefs by acting differently, by showing up differently. And and that doesn't mean, I remember I had a client message me once and you know she was like, oh, I've tried to like, um, I tried to show up differently basically in this relationship and they didn't like it. And so now it's not working. And I was like, no, that's the whole point is that you keep showing up regardless of how other people are responding because when you start to change, like people aren't gonna like you. They're gonna be like, what is this? Why are you changing? Why are you so different? Cause it's gonna start to bring up their things and their like their perception of you. And a lot of the time, if you're in people pleasing mode, you're gonna stop giving them what they want mm-hmm. and what they need. And you're gonna stop like prioritizing them. And it's not a bad thing. Cause usually we've pedestaled everyone else and we pitted ourselves. And so as that starts to rebalance, the person who's had all of their needs met and you've been doing everything for them, they've had to do sweet fuck all, they're going to get annoyed because now they are feeling stressed that they have to figure it out for themselves. But you're going to feel better because you know you're not intentionally trying to hurt them. You know you're not like, you know, trying to be an asshole or anything. You're actually just trying to feel better about yourself. And any friend, any family, anyone who loves you and cares about you will be there for that. And they won't get annoyed at you. Mm-hmm. And so it's trusting that the people who are uncomfortable, they're going to sort it out. It's going to be their gift as well. But you can't... Hold the vision. Yeah, hold the vision. <laughs> hold the vision. Hold the vision because you'll attract the people... You'll, cre- you'll create. <laughs> you'll create those relationships that someone wants to give to you like it's a give and take rather than people just taking and you always giving because they make you feel bad for fucking taking whatever you do yeah i have a story with this a real quick one (laughs) like my mum, i was setting a boundary with her and she hated it so it escalated to the point where it was just we couldn't even be in each other's space but i held the vision i held the vision (laughs) and i kept communicating boundaries kept speaking my truth which was really hard and then, like, over time, she shifted. She started doing work on herself. Mm. And then I never had a relationship with my mom. Actually, in fact, I couldn't stand being around her. It gave me, like, my whole body would just cringe mm. and I would just want to run. Um, but then because I kept holding the vision for myself, kept communicating, kept feeling safe in my, my nervous system to be able to communicate again and again and again, she ended up opening, receiving the stuff, choosing to do the work, and then we mended a relationship. And we have, a, like, a relationship now, which is really beautiful, although it can still be triggering. Um, <laughs> sweet, sweet mom. Sweet, sweet mom. <laughs> um, but, like, it's like a thing where I'm in her presence. I don't feel a trigger anymore. I can actually talk mm. to her. I, like, feel love for my mom. I never felt that growing up. I was just felt disconnected, didn't feel safe. She'd always ask me about things, and I just didn't feel safe to talk to her about it. But when I was, like, you know, having a couple of catch-ups with her over the last few years, is it was just like uh the mum relationship I always wanted um and she also came to my retreat too so it was like one of those things where like hold the vision if I had told myself nine years ago this would be my relationship with my mum I would have laughed in your face yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like just hold the vision for what it is that you want to um create for yourself and it, it will happen yeah and I think that's a beautiful piece of doing this work is like know what you're know what you're moving towards because there's no point just doing the work and then 
not changing anything because you'll just keep ending up in the same situation and then it's going to confirm what you already believe and that the work's not working and that you're fucked and blah 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 yeah but you can start to create these disconfirming experiences by going well what do i do on it what do i want to disconfirm in my life if it's that i can't be a millionaire if it's i can't have a healthy relationship if it's i can't stop binge drinking if it's i can't stop binge eating um whatever it is that's causing that that guilt and shame and all of those it's like how can you start to change your relationship with those things and with yourself and then showing up differently and it's a slow burn like this what i have found like especially in ignite and doing the retreat and all of that is that people have a really big experience of disconfirming beliefs right like that's what happens is that they experience new things in their body they experience thoughts they never thought they could think feelings they never thought they could feel doing things they never ever thought that they could do and so that sets them up to walk away and go holy shit i actually am so much more powerful than i ever realized Mm. and then from there it's like then they've got to take the action in their life then they've got to actually they've got to integrate they've got to you know have the relationships and set the boundaries and create the business and do that but i've seen over and over and over again that's actually what's possible when we come back to ourselves first and stop trying to bypass that that part of the relationship of i actually need to heal this first Mm. because if you don't what happens is we get into a place where we don't feel worthy of it we don't feel like we can hold it we feel like we have to constantly work so hard to like discipline ourselves to keep the result to keep going to keep pushing and it feels like we're again constantly in this stress state and then it all falls apart and then we end up back at square one and then we're like why did i fall apart and it's because we're not putting those two worlds together of yes i need to move forward yes i need to do something different and you know that i know that you fucking know that but if you're not doing that healing piece and bringing that body on board to feel safe to feel like you have the capacity in the space and knowing how to regulate yourself during these experiences eventually just all falls apart because it's too hard to hold and so let's give them some tools of okay let's talk about this like we've talked about the safety we talked about how important this is so there's sort of two things i want to touch on before we get into tools we're all going to have different nervous system responses right and so some of us will be in this really anxious overworking um people pleasing always feeling like oh i can't sleep properly will be a big one here constantly stressed always busy like you're gonna feel like your foot is on that fucking gas pedal 24 7 and then there's the other side of this coin where you might have actually been like that or you've not experienced that but you're more in this low state you feel it's really hard to get off the couch it's really hard to get out of bed it's really hard to kind of do anything like you're not experiencing a lot of joy and all of that so it's more of a depressed state and then the other one's more of that anxiety state and so depending on where you are you are going to need different tools and you know during the retreat we actually do different tools for this reason because different things are going to activate people to where they need to be and so for someone who's in that lower state they often need to be activated to come up and so they need an experience that that actually triggers some cortisol and some stress in their system because it makes you feel alive mm-hmm. so like ice baths breath work um all of those shaking shaking just move, going and working yeah. out yeah working dancing getting into nature like all of those things are going to allow you to start to feel safe again in your body and so if you notice that even when you have a big day at work you kind of like slump really bad at the day at the end of the day 
having some practices to re-regulate yourself just to like, okay, I'm okay. I don't need to slump so low. Yeah. And then for those who are feeling so anxious and overwhelmed and all of those pieces, those meditative practices can be really helpful and like starting to really speak to yourself. I mean, speak to yourself in nice ways either way, but like coming back into the breath, slowing down the breath, not having such an activating breath, like even a size good mm. any size sounds just toning yeah, yeah like sound what are they sound healing That's yeah all. yeah sound. like sound healing um even slow movement as well mm, tai chi yeah it's so funny that we both just like, <sighs> like yeah, when yeah. we did that um yeah just like slow down because that's going to allow the mind and you to come back into your body and your body to start to really to really regulate here um and so noticing where you are and you might change throughout the day like you might feel really activated parts of the day you need to bring yourself down so if you're going into setting a boundary for the first time showing up on social media um what else do people do going to a new gym doing a new bikini wearing a bikini right you're having these experiences that are actually activating you and so it's like how do i just bring myself back to baseline how Mm. can i start to breathe how can i start to just come back and then move forward do the thing and then come back again so i sort of imagine like we're like here and then we get triggered and then we bring ourselves down then we do the thing so we get re-triggered and then we bring ourselves down and it's Mm -hmm. bringing ourselves down after that experience that actually confirms that it's safe to do this Mm -hmm. i'm okay because i'm regulated in my body again and i'm not gonna die because that signal that anxiety all of those things that are happening it's just your your body saying i think i'm gonna die i think i'm unsafe and it's your job to say i'm not and to breathe and Even to just use saying your I'm breath safe it's okay yeah. take a breath like i've said it so many times like you just take one breath <sighs> i'm safe mm. i'm okay and you can just like tune into your feet in the ground or you know your senses through the sight so look at what you can see mm. tree nature is very grounding if you're outside, feel the wind on your skin or feel the temperature in the room you're in. Like those sorts of things are grounding with your senses can really mm. support you to kind of ground too. And also just to add to what you're saying as well, is that like these things are great. And then if you come straight back into activation again, it's okay. It's a process. It's a journey. It's like cultivating that relationship with your body to really learn how to come back into safety even after activation and it can take some time so like rather than being like, i did one fucking thing and i did a day of it and it didn't work it is gonna work it's just gonna take time and then also at the same time doing the deeper healing work is important so like the retreat ignite that's where you come into the spaces where you get flooded in terms of like a little bit of a pressure cooker for you to meet yourself in a really loving way to then learn how to be with those sensations and release what no longer serves you so your nervous system is no longer holding mm. it so in a safe way where you can let that go because sometimes these tools and and all this is going to manage and help you to create safety and confidence but if you find that you can't do it and you can't move through it experiences like ignite will really help support you to open to feel safe to meet these parts of yourself mm. in a really loving container so that you can then learn and activate that experience and then bring it out into your life in the integration and then also release anything that's kind of blocking that energy from flowing because your nervous system may have a lot backed up and you might find you're doing regulating tools a lot i've had that a lot from my clients like i constantly need to regulate it's like okay cool that's okay Mm. keep going 
And the reason why you do need to keep constantly regulating is because there's things that haven't completed their process in your nervous system. So as soon mm. as you stop doing the regulating activity, your nervous system goes, well, it's still not safe because it's still got whatever is from the past still playing out in the present. And it needs a safe space for it to be released and to be held mm. and for the healing to happen. And that's the cue that you need the deeper healing, that you need to be held. It's all great to do things by yourself and to, to learn how to regulate. That's great. Keep going because then you're going like, to have those experiences outside of any sessions or healing or, you know, re- retreats like Ignite. But essentially just know that, you know, that's a sign that your nervous system needs a deeper healing work. And you actually really need to go all in and put yourself first and do the work because you can read all the tools. You can take what we've, we've said and and weave it into your life, which will help you and support you. Mm -hmm. And if you find the same thing, or if you're ready to kind of delve into it, to release whatever's in your nervous system for true transformation, then things you need to go deeper essentially. Yeah. 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 And it's really important when you're doing that deep work and, it's like, yes, we do the deep work at Ignite, but anywhere you feel safe, actually, and have someone to support you during that safety, because what can happen is that we feel so unsafe in our emotions that by trying to do it by ourselves, we feel more unsafe. Yeah. And that is not always supportive. Sometimes that's actually re-traumatizing because we don't know how to manage that. Yeah. And so the reason that we have Ignite and the retreat and we run events and things like that is to actually create that container of safety for you and start to reflect back to you, okay, this is this is where you can go and this is where to pull back and, and noticing those because we have that attunement to be able to help reflect that. And so if you don't feel safe to go there or you feel like, oh my God, it's so weird. I can't even get into my body. Like then you, you, you actually do need someone, whoever feels safe to you, whoever has that experience, whoever understands trauma, whether it's us, whether it's this retreat, whether it's someone else you've been following who's talking about this. If you want to be able to do that and you can't do it at home and you're constantly like, working through the same problem, working through the same belief, working through the whatever same feeling. Yeah. Like constantly like, feeling the same every day. Yeah. And it's like, as Crystal said, you're, you're using those tools, you're using all of the things, but you're still in that state. It's because there's something that's being unaddressed and you're trying to dance around it. You're trying Sometimes to, you can't even see it. Yeah. And it's like, you're just trying to like fix this and do that and change that and believe this. And then I'll feel better. And it's like, until you really go into the depths of that, until you really get into the core of that and release that from your system, then you're going to just have to kind of keep being on this like treadmill or whatever hamster wheel of trying to manage yourself. And we know that life can be better than that. We know that showing up online, (laughs) we know that showing up in your relationships, we know that you can feel so fucking confident and good and not have to be so stressed all the time, thinking about all of these things, worrying about it, like... You can have all of that, but it starts with really coming home to yourself. It starts with that remembrance of your power and learning to feel safe in your body, learning to feel safe in your experiences, learning to release the past baggage that is stored in your nervous system that's shaping it the way that it is today. Because you can reshape it, you can have a new identity and not, you know, you can keep all the identity parts that you love and that you want to keep. And it's not that you push everything away and you get rid of it but you create a new identity that has integration and calmness. And when these experiences come up, you can just come home to yourself. So 
we are going to stop because otherwise we will just keep talking about this forever. And there yeah. are so, so many beautiful, juicy pieces in this. And I hope that if you've watched, if you watch the replay, hello. Um, if you're on the podcast, hello. <laughs> like all of those things, there's so much in here that you can start to look at and think about. Think about the stories that we've told. Think about how this is showing up in your life. Think about where you want to be in your life, how you want to feel in your life, and then start to bridge that gap by going deep within yourself, shifting mm. the way you feel within yourself, shifting the way you believe and think about yourself. And if you keep putting that together and you keep showing up differently, and you know, one example is that I always hear this around like group work. I'm afraid of being in groups. I don't want to be in groups. I have struggles with vulnerability. Mm. And the, the piece here is that if you lent into that, like that's going to be your biggest catalyst. And if you actually allow yourself to be in a safe environment, in a safe group with safe people, and you allow yourself to be seen, I can tell you that that is going to completely flood and change every area of your life. 100%. And that's why we love the retreat experience, because it is about bringing you all together to, to feel safe, to yeah. experience that. Because healing, most of our trauma and our experiences happened in relationship with someone else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so most of those experiences need to be healed in relationship with others as well. And so allowing yourself to be held and seen and loved is actually like ignore all the heal, like the, you know, the breath work and the emotional release and all of that. Just being in a group of safe people is often the catalyst for so many other things because you realize that you can feel safe in this world oh, yeah. and it's okay to be you and people aren't going to leave and run away. Boom. Boom. Great. Okay, so we have two spots left. If you are wanting to come to Ignite, it's Mar no February 29th to March the 3rd. This is the only retreat for this year. So if you're like wanting to step into that confidence, you're wanting to go after the wealth and health and relationships and all of those things and just feel fucking good about yourself and show up in the world how you want to, that's what this retreat is all about. And we would love to chat with you. If you want to come, you can reach out to either of us. We are open to that. Um, tell us what you're experiencing ask if it's going to help you and we can help figure that out it's not for everyone as well so we want to talk to everyone who comes through those doors just because it is such a safe environment and that is our highest value and so we want you to feel safe with us and with yourself and making sure it's right for you so we will need to chat with you so please reach out dm us check out all the details and yeah Thanks for being here. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining. Being here. We'd love to know what you took away from the experience. If you want to let us know as well, like in the comments or reach mm. out to us, what did you take away from all of the gold, golden nuggets that were shared in this live today? We'd love to hear. Yeah. We want to feel you. We want to feel what you resonated, what vibed with. Yeah. Beautiful. And just know that change is possible. Mm -hmm. Like no matter where you are, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter any of those things. Change is possible and it starts with you. Fuck yeah. Bye, beautiful souls. Bye. All right, my loves, that is it for this Instagram live. I hope you received so, so much for that. If you have loved this episode, please send it to someone you know needs to, who needs to hear it. Please take a photo of your photo. Please take a screenshot, put it on Instagram, tag me and Crystal. Crystal is crystal.anguin. And I am complete underscore by Caitlin. Tag us, let us know your biggest takeaways. And yeah, if you have any feedback, questions, any of those things, please let us know. And I'll talk to you all on the next episode.